yesterday, it was CFL Draft Day, and I'm joined on the phone now by TSN CFL analyst and former Rough Riders linebacker, Glenn Suter. Glenn, how you doing today? Well, I'm doing well. I hope everyone is is doing their part in isolation as we all try to, uh, you know, do our part for the medical staff in our country and around the world. And uh, I, I can say honestly that I, I picked up wine for the month for the second time this week. <laughs> so that's how I'm. <laughs> that's how I'm coping. <laughs> yeah. No, I I hear you on that one. I feel like when they first told us, you know, we might be isolating for two weeks. Well, I think three times in those two weeks, I bought booze for two weeks so that's the way it's going you know <laughs> yeah that's the old saying right so you know what it's uh, other generations that have gone through you know crisis and this is a crisis let's not mistake it that other generations have had to make much greater sacrifices um you know it's tragic with these deaths but uh, you know, I, I think I'm trying to stay optimistic and positive. I've never cheered for or been thankful for medical people and scientists more in my life than I have over the last couple of months. And I'm going to I'm going to think positively that they're going to find an answer to this. And I'm, I'm reading articles about possibly September. There might be a vaccine if it's fast tracked. And so we've got, you know, the greatest minds and a lot of money directed towards finding a, a, an answer, a vaccine, or, or at least a therapeutic that makes it less devastating. Yeah, well, we all hope that, uh, you know, things can start to ease here sooner than later. And right. uh, especially, you know, for guys like myself and yourself as well, big sports fans and, you know, probably dying a little bit inside, not being able to watch uh, any sports on TV. Obviously, there's more important things in the world. But uh, last night, I mean, we saw the CFL draft. And, you know, normally a draft isn't something that gets me out of my seat. But these days, I mean, we got to take what we can get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, especially the Canadian college draft, it or the CFL draft, I should say, with Canadian college players, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've said for years now that the Canadian college draft and the CFL is absolutely crucial to success on the field. You have to have a strong core of Canadian talent in the Canadian Football League to win championships. You just... It's so important, and yet the draft is not very sexy mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's, you know, this year the BC Lions took a quarterback in the second round, and, you know, that's, that doesn't happen very often, although last year Michael O'Connor that played at UBC went in the third round. He was the 20th pick in last year's draft. He's now a Toronto Argonaut. And so, you know, we're seeing that Canadian colleges, guys that are Canadians that go down and play in American colleges, are, are playing at a level high enough that this is, these, aren't, these aren't picks that, that teams are, are making for PR. They're, they're picks because these players have, have shown that they can play against the top college players in the, in the uh, U.S., and that they're capable of learning a system at the pro level and becoming a starting quarterback. And that's why Michael O'Connor is currently with the Argos and why the Lions drafted Nathan Rourke. 
Yeah, and, and I want to get into to Nathan as well. I mean, the Lions had the number one overall pick, but since you brought up Nathan Rourke, we'll start there. Um, yeah. you know, he ties Jesse Palmer as the highest quarterback ever taken in the CFL draft at number 15 overall, so a sixth pick in the second round. Um, he is a Canadian. I mean, just what is your analysis here? Just because when I look at the Lions, right, and I see they have Mike Riley in place, he's got three years left on his contract. I understand he's 35 years old, but for a team that's really seemingly desperate for talent, um, you know, it didn't feel like a quarterback was a position of need for them well it's not i mean they they need to protect mike better i I think they'd need to add a receiver or two to the lineup whether that's an import or canadian to help mike riley out as well uh you know you look at their quarterback stable you got brandon bridge again another canadian quarterback uh daniel bryan who is sort of a veteran journeyman and and grant kramer and I thought Grant played pretty well in his very limited action and game action last year and until he hurt his knee. And, you know, I, I think he showed a spark and he showed that he might have a real good upside. So, so that's interesting. But, you know, I, I think with the draft this year for the Lions, they, they sort of sprinkled around the entire team. They took a D lineman, they took an O lineman, a receiver, a running back, a couple of linebackers, including that first pick, and then that quarterback. And if you're picking number 15 and you're taking Nathan Rourke, you're believing that he can compete for the number two spot, learn the system, and move in. You know, it's... It's it's interesting to me over the years that I've been involved, which now is, is adding up quickly. It's over 30 years now that I've been directly involved with the CFL. And, and it, it's interesting to me that, and, and I, I believe it to be true, that a Canadian quarterback in the CFL does not benefit by from being Canadian. And it's the only position, and it's the most important position on the field. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I honestly believe, and I'm going to choose to believe, that coaches in the past have fairly evaluated all of their players, including qu- quarterbacks, including Canadian quarterbacks. But I, I honestly think there is a, a bit of, of prejudging, uh, you know, that coaches that generally are trained and come from the U.S., and as soon as you have that maple leaf as a quarterback, you know, on your arm, it, it somehow taints the way they are evaluating. And I, I'm not going to say that's a blanket statement. I think it's changing. Um, you know, I, I hope and want to believe that at the end of the day when Canadian quarterbacks go into camp, they either are good enough or they're not. And if they're not good enough, they get cut like anybody else. And that's that's supposed to happen. That's got to happen. Mm-hmm. But if Michael O'Connor can play, and all I've heard from this UBC kid is that, from coaches in Toronto, is that he's the real deal, that he can learn and he can play if given the opportunity. And, and maybe Nathan Rourke falls into that category. He's a good athlete. He could play in different packages. Um, and he played top, you know, he played at a, at a real high level in the U.S. college game and, and against real good competition. So I hope they just give him a fair shake is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, well, if you're going to draft a, a guy in the second round, I'm, I'm sure, you know, you have some plans to at least give him that opportunity. Or yeah, absolutely. Hope so. um, now, with that being said, I did want to get into the number one overall pick. I mean, the BC Lions made the move from number three to the number one spot. Uh, they took linebacker Jordan Williams. He's uh, 27 years old, which seems a, a pretty old to me when talking about draft eligible players. I know he spent some time bouncing around the NFL 
NFL and practice squads and things like that. Um, just what is your analysis of this pick? I mean, 5'11", 219, sounds like he could be a, a good disruptor um, when talking about the pass game and the pass rush. I mean, what, what, do you, what do you make of this guy? And he seemed like someone that was obviously uh, being touted around the league here. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, when you talk to, to coaches and general managers across the league and, and some of our experts at TSN, uh, Jordan Williams was the number one guy in a lot of their lists. So, uh, you know, the Lions traded up to get him, and and they believe, I think, that he can transition very quickly and become a starter very quickly. In the meantime, he can play on all the teams because the linebacker body on the cover teams is very important. So, you know, he, he seems to have and check all the boxes and have all the ability and and um, you know versatility I guess to to play in a lot of positions on defense I, I think that's an area where the Lions had to improve Canadian uh, you know their Canadian side uh, you look at their linebacking core and D-line their defense in general ranked kind of in the middle of the pack this is a five-win team uh, they're getting a little bit older with Odell Willis and and Sean Lemon up front in the import position so to add a, a, a linebacker at 27 so he's mature more mature than a kid coming straight out of college you know at sort of the normal age mm-hmm. um, and and so he's more mature and can probably make the transition quicker because of it uh, you know I think it's a great pick it's it's you know I, I think that you know when you when you talk about football drafts Tom Brady ruined it for experts. <laughs> you know what I mean? In the, in the NFL, Tom Brady going sixth, 199th overall in 2000 and becoming maybe the greatest, I think, the greatest quarterback of all time uh, in, in the National Football League. I, you know, I think he kind of ruined it for predictions when it comes to drafts. But, you know, I, I think you, you, when you draft a linebacker, uh, a great athlete you can use him in so many ways as he's learning to take the next step to the pro level and i think jordan williams is a good pick i i am going to be all eyes though in training camp if we can get there hopefully this year at some point uh on nathan rourke i i really am i i think this kid is an intriguing player an athletic quarterback can make all the throws um coming in with the right attitude wants to prove himself as far as all the interviews I've seen and heard, and uh, I'm going to be all eyes on him. I, I, I hope that these Canadian guys keep working hard and find their opportunity like O'Connor, Brandon Bridge, and, and Rourke. Uh, uh, we're kind of uh, coming up on some time here, uh, Suits, but I did yeah. want to ask a little bit, too, about uh, just sort of what the state of the league is right now. I've seen some interviews with uh, Commissioner Randy Ambrosi basically not even entertaining the thought that uh, the CFL won't get that $30 million in immediate assistance. And uh, I just, just when I hear something like that, uh, it kind of has me a little bit concerned. When I hear someone say, well, I don't even want to think about us not getting that money, um, doesn't that throw up some red flags at all for you? Well, yeah, it is. It is a tremendous concern. It is a tremendous concern. And let's take uh, just the the sports end of it out of the equation for a second. I mean, the CFL is a medium-sized business in our country that employs thousands of Canadians. When you think of the the game day staffs, the the food and beverage uh, employees, um, you know, a lot of people across this country are relying on the Canadian Football League. Not to mention the tax dollars that are paid back from clubs to government uh, at different levels for stadiums and for the construction of some of the stadiums and some of the loans that have been made that have to be paid back and will over time. You know, that's a that's an awful lot of revenue uh, that 
that will be lost if if the game you know disappears. So, you know, I I think there's a couple things going on right now. One is that that in in a in an attempt for Randy Ambrosi to be transparent and upfront, he talked about the worst case scenario and what is needed in the short term. And all that anyone's talking about now is the worst case scenario and 150 million and saying, should we be giving the CFL that much money? Well, that's the very worst case scenario. Yeah. But what they need is 30 million to bridge the gap. It's a medium-sized business, and you know I think the government is helping pretty much every medium-sized to small-sized business, you know, in the country, and they have to because we have to keep the economy alive. And those who say that it shouldn't go towards the entertainment industry, I just I couldn't disagree with that more. My son is a guitar player and singer; he's relying on government assistance to make it through this. Um, you know, we have to support that part of our society um, as well, and that includes bars and restaurants. Those are optional too, but we have to support all these these business owners. And and I think the CFL falls into one of those categories. They employ thousands of Canadians. Yeah, I mean, uh, we don't need necessarily these things in our life, but life will be pretty boring without them, right? So I think that's a, a pretty good point to make there as well. Um, uh, the CFL is looking at three scenarios right now. Full stadiums, which I'm assuming won't happen. Uh, fans spread out in order to, uh, you know, have that physical distancing that everyone's talking about in place or potentially empty stadiums. Um, you know, as you look uh, look forward to hopefully a season, I mean, uh, your thoughts, I guess, on, on broadcasting in front of an empty empty stadium. I mean, uh, be a, be a bit of a bit of a weird situation, I would think. Yeah, you know, it, it will be, and I think whatever our new normal will become, it will be change. It will be new, and I, you know, it's something that I think throughout this process, people have talked about how nothing will ever be the same. Well, you know, even without a, a global pandemic. The world evolves all the time. The normal from one month to the next changes, and this will be a change as well. I think, though, if we can somehow get to games after September and make it safe, even if we we play the games just for a TV audience, um, I, I would be more than happy to travel to whatever stadium we need to to call the games and to use it as an opportunity to show that Canada is getting back together, we're getting back with friends, even though you won't see people in the stands at that point, we'll be able to, through the telecast, you know, just pay homage and, and honor the great medical workers that are, are saving lives and, and working every day to help us. Um, you know, all of that will be possible in the form of a TV show and a live sporting event that we all miss. So I, I think there's a, there's a lot of upside uh, to trying to figure out how we can even play a half a season and the Grey Cup, even if there's no fans, just for the television audience. I'm all in if we can, uh, you know, being as safe as we possibly can as the number one priority, but let's try and get it done and let's stay positive. I will. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that we see some football action here in the, you know, sooner than later. Um, that's all we can do, I guess, right now is hope. But I, I hope to hear you on the TV soon, Suits. I really, I really believe that, and, and I really mean that. So best of luck. Thank you. And, uh, one one, more, quick, one yeah. more quick question. One more quick question. What is the time limit on sweatpants? So if, <laughs> if, if, if I'm wearing sweatpants and not working out in them, can I go three, four days? Is that okay? Well, <laughs> Let me ask, are you wearing them to bed, too? I mean, I guess that's really the question. 
<laughs> no, I haven't worn them to bed, but hey, we we got to have a laugh through this too. It's uh, it just to you know just to stay together here. So, um, yeah, it's sweatpant day every day, but hopefully we can get back to sports. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. Appreciate the time, suits. That was Glenn Suter, the voice of the CFL on TSN. Uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing some analysis from hopefully this summer. We all want to see some sports. Uh, well, I don't know, maybe I can't speak for everybody, but I know I want to see some sports, and, and I'm ready for some Canadian football action here as well. Unfortunately, we don't get the Lions training camp coming to Kamloops, but maybe we can still get some action on the television.